It's the low-rent version of inserting yourself into the movie, into a movie, that digitally inserted Tom Hanks into into historic events. So it's like life imitates art full circle, but low-rent style. Very good. (laughs) Forrest Gump Inception. Episode 280. 280. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy and a rambunctious canine who has calmed down now. <laughs> Apparently, he knows the theme song and knows that that's time. Take a nap. Pavlovian response. Pawing at the door. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Oh my goodness. What's up? I watched Ready Player One yesterday. Oh, was that out on a home video already? Yeah. Is it not good? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Andy, <laughs> Andy, Andy uh, we got a guest here. Let's talk to Andy and see if you has anything to say about it. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Have you seen Ready Player One? I have not. Um, I um, have become increasingly disinterested in movies that star children. (laughs) (laughs) So like real life, anything involving children. Well, it's it's the it's the (laughs) kids are in movies kids are in shows it's it's the starring so it's you know ah. a bunch of you know 16 year old 15 and 16 year old stars who are the they're going to save us all <laughs> um yeah but it's steven spielberg yeah. makes a good movie most of the time he's okay. got a pretty good track right, well, record okay. so it's already been, it's, if it's already out on video he's been Craig, thanked how was the movie he's been thanked by um people winning oscars more than god has yeah. <laughs> i saw that article um well steven spielberg makes a lot of different kinds of movies he has made some that are very heavy and very that tell some important stories that are powerful you know we've all, we've all seen the opening um and really the whole movie but especially the opening of saving private ryan Mm-hmm. Um, there's Amistad and Schindler's List. And then he makes fun movies <laughs> that are just like, hey, it's a thrill ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Jurassic Park, which has its little commentary on whether or not we should be messing around with genetics. And then sure. is mostly just running from the dinosaurs. Oh, no. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, Ready Player One. Do you know the, the, the basic premise of the movie? Uh, on, it's kind of an, an online game and if you win the game you get to control the online environment right yeah it's a there's a online virtual reality world mm-hmm. a great deal of the story takes place there um and, there, and there's a big contest yeah there's, so it was like it was like watching it was like listening to 10 minutes of exposition and then watching somebody else play a video game for two hours because <laughs> <laughs> i didn't get to control anything Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> but it was an entertaining story it was fun I got my, you know, six bucks worth or whatever it was for the rental. 
but that doesn't that play into you know what the kids like to do these days which is uh watching people play other people play video games a little like, bit like on E-League. youtube like well, I mean, and it does make its statements it has its moments of talking about like you know the, e- the sports idea, and all that yeah. the idea of people being buried in the in the online world and not interacting with other people you know those those little human statements are made mm-hmm. um and you know it plays off plays the idea because you you have an avatar in the game you have you know you don't have to look like yourself um, you don't even have to sound like yourself. Um, so, you know, it, it's like, you know, who are you actually talking to or dealing with when you're interacting with someone in the game and whether mm-hmm. or not, you know, your internet presence or your, in this case, this online game presence is realistic of who you are. You know, how you can just kind of do what you want to do. No right. consequences, all those types of things. Right. But then it's really cool and it's just chock full of 80s pop culture references. Some some from other eras too, but very heavy on the eighties. And the soundtrack is like an eighties smorgasbord. Did you get that on Prime? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I'll take a look. It's how- fun. It's a fun movie. Now that's based on a book. Oh, yes. And how old is the book? Uh, the guy old. who wrote it is my age exactly. Oh, okay. So probably from um, the two thousands. So I want to say it's like late nineties or early two thousands, something like that. It's you know, and so he he the guy who wrote it. You know, he came of age in the eighties, so it's so still, that's why that's, it's, that's why it has all that sure. pop culture reference. Online, online worlds weren't really what they are now back then, so it's interesting that he'd be able to foresee what an online world well, would be like. It fits in with like I remember going to college and there was the VR craze that started in the like mid nineties, early to mid nineties, where everybody thought, "Oh my god, virtual reality is going to be insane!" And we got movies like The Lawnmower Man. Um, <laughs> but you did go, you did have, you know, I, I, I got in a, v, in a VR kit and you're in the big thing with the big plastic circle around you and you had the helmet on and you could turn and look and see and interact with stuff, kind of, sort of. So, I mean, it just takes it to that, you know, that to the nth degree. It makes it very ultra, you know, ultra realistic. Um, but yeah, and, it, and it's a young adult story. So it's like all teenage, teenage and teenage ish characters that are saving the world in this case the virtual world sort of but there you go anything interesting going on with all of you guys so three three um nerd burgers out of five four i mean it was fun four out of five it was a fun it was a fun movie a fun ride cool if i wasn't a child of the 80s i would have put it more at like maybe three and a half because <laughs> just watching the scenes and seeing, Oh, there's Freddy Krueger, <laughs> somebody's avatar <laughs> or there's uh there's the, uh, the demon head that's in, that's the, that is the illustration in tomb of horrors, the old D and D module that like, it's the demon head that has the sphere of annihilation in its mouth. Mm-hmm. So that if you touch it, you get right. just, um, well, annihilated. Um, that's, that's like painted on the back of a van. Neat. So there's just all this little stuff I all ran, over the place. I ran into a... And Mike, you would enjoy it because the main character, when he's running around inside the virtual world, one of his pieces of equipment is the DeLorean. Yeah, I know, I know that. <laughs> uh, it was about, about two months ago in ESO, I ran into a uh, Oprah Winfrey. Very, very convincingly done. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, I was going to say you ran into an Oprah Winfrey yeah, in, in Elder in Elder Scrolls. So okay, this was, this was their online. Somebody did an avatar. Uh, so they're like, well, if yeah, anyone has the money to clone themselves, it's it probably it was Oprah. A very convincingly done Oprah Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> did Which, they do the voice? 
Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Did I didn't, they play the game? Was she, no, was she giving <laughs> things no, no, out no, to no, everyone? No, no. no, I didn't interact with her. I, I, I think I was at a. I was and at an a, Elder Scroll for you. <laughs> and an Elder Scroll for you. For everybody. <laughs> you get a scroll, and you get a scroll. I was at, <laughs> I, I, I was at a way shrine or something, and I, I saw the the character run up, and you could you know see the the, the names and whatnot. So it just it just happened to hover over it, and the the player name was something oprah winfrey esque as well so the fact that it tied with the appearance it was pretty clear that that was gail's bff <laughs> <laughs> anyway. fun funny, you, to, funny to run into are we ready to rock and roll sure what's news mike a massive underground lake has been detected for the first time on Mars, raising hopes that more water, and maybe even life, exists there, international astronomers said Wednesday. Located under happen. a layer of Martian ice, the lake is about 12 miles, 20 kilometers, wide, said the report in the U.S. Journal Science. It is the largest body of liquid water ever found on the Red Planet. Water is okay, there. Okay. We have no more doubt. Co-author Enrico Flamini, the Italian space <laughs> agency's Mars Express my, sorry, mission I manager, head, I took my told a press conference, Mars is now cold, barren and dry, but it used this to be warm just keep and going wet. On and on it and was on. home okay, to okay. plenty of liquid water and lakes at least three We'll eventually start reading the ads ago. at the bottom Science of the page. <laughs> no, Siri actually can't read the news. I had to use a workaround. <laughs> okay. So as discussed last week, Mike is no longer going to read any news items. He's just going to have Siri do it. Okay. <laughs> I was familiar with the story. I wasn't familiar with Siri being. So yeah, there's a there's a lake, the new Tom Brokaw. Yeah, it's twelve it's twelve miles wide, but it's only three feet deep. <laughs> Hardly a lake. <laughs> and, oh, and it's like a mile and a half underground. No, oh, there's we've got underground lakes. On, mm -hmm. on Earth. Well, that's how they that's how they found it because they you know it it on sonar or whatever that's right. what it looks like or right. radar. Stop it, Kurt. Uh, guest on the show, Kurt remarked on twitter that uh, the mars uh tourism board should get on top of dubbing mars the land of one lake <laughs> right now <laughs> and start promoting uh vacation time at the one lake it's, you can go to lots of lakes on earth and like a lake's a lake right but there's only one this is just a very large puddle up on mars well still i mean it's a it's a kitty lake <laughs> put the kitties in there that's right you can get a bunch of those little fountain things, splash water. Well, 12, uh, 12 miles wide, you would start having uh, races. So people would be, be, you know, jogging races through the lake. Jogging. Man, would that be tough? That's, Run, yeah, just that's running, exactly. running through three it's feet of water constantly. Of water. Especially yeah. with a, you know, rock above you. Well, they can drill some, some of that out, make some space. And it's a, you have to run stooped, so like just your head was above the water. They just like had in that, a crouch. Well, they just had that race uh, in Canada. They do every year, I think it is, where you, um, the they all run up a ski jump. Start at the bottom of the hill, and you sprint up the ski jump slope, and then you sprint up the ramp. Up the actual ramp. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Hey, you know those American Ninja shows where they have to like go through all the stuff, go run right. up this, do that, jump, blah, 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 and they right. get to the end, and like one of the last things is always run up an incline, right? Because it's you're already just dead tired, um, and people just barely do it, and they grab the top and pull themselves up. Wow, 
that little incline, that's nothing <laughs> compared to running up the ski slope. Yeah. And then you get to the top of the, it's, it's the out, slope and you're like, hey, look at that. Look what yeah. I did. No, no, no. <laughs> Climb up this ladder. <laughs> get on the, on the, the lippy up part right. of, the, <laughs> of the, the ramp itself. Now run to the top of that. But I'm tired. You want to <sighs> hear more, more underground news, but this time for Earth? I'd like to hear it from you. I, I'll I'll because that Siri thing was really irritating. <laughs> I I wouldn't know. I wasn't. I didn't have my headphones on. I was stretching and yawning. And <laughs> yeah, he was getting comfortable over mm-hmm. there. About to take a nap. Scientists, you know, that do the science, mm-hmm. just found thousands. Wait, that okay? Millions, billions, trillions, quadrillions, right? Quintillions, yep. septillions, sextillions, sextillions. Sept- Pillions. Right. Wait. Million? Yeah. Two, three, That's four, right. five, six. One hundred and fifty septillion pounds. That's British pounds, sterling. Money. Worth of diamonds. What's that American? <laughs> About one hundred septillion. Is that a, a neutron? <laughs> right? Like Ninety five a... million septillion? Something somewhere around there. Neutron star or something. No, it's it's on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're uh of what material, Mike? Diamonds. Diamonds? Yeah. A quadrillion. Diamonds? Diamonds are rare. Ooh. They're oh. forever. You have to pay I'm... a lot of money and, and get Did... insurance policies to replace them. And you have to get Craig, them are... cleaned every six yeah. months. Are, and... are, do you work for De Beers now? Except they're not forever. They burn. <laughs> That's true. Well, most things do. <laughs> and you can you can make them. Yeah. If, if... <laughs> you have the right equipment. It can't, um, it can't be forever if it hasn't already always existed. You just blew my mind. So I don't know what they're basing the uh, the 150 sure figure on, but there's a quadrillion tons, and that's with an ES. So right. it's, it's actually two, it's half as much would, as you think it be is. Two quadrillion American tons right. <laughs> of diamonds buried in the cratonic roots in continents, 100 miles down. Sure. So they'll like, never get to them. Underneath all that pressure? Yeah. They'll never they'll we'll never be able to get to them, but they're there. You know, if if we find unobtainium I and saw can the, build I saw the core. We're, the, we're going there at some the drill point. in the core. Yeah. We're going down there. We just need to get Hillary Swank on board and we're in great shape. And Aaron Aaron Eckhart. Hillary Swank, mm-hmm. hot or not. Oh, Craig hasn't watched The Office. <laughs> Sorry. So when they when they <laughs> That was an entire episode of The Office debating whether or not <laughs> yes. Hillary Swank is hot. When they tell you, when they tell you that you, there's that amount value-wise of diamonds beneath the crust, do they take into account the dramatic reduction in price that would ensue from no. there being that much supply? No, they said one ton equals 100 kilograms, so 10 tons is 10,000 kilograms. One kilogram equals 5,000 carats, so the total weight is actually. 50 million carats an average per carat cost ranges from four to nine thousand uh, dollars and then you can do the rest of the so, math to get so to re- really Andy there's 17 cents worth of diamonds down there exactly. should they ever get to them because diamonds will suddenly be worthless on a, on a good try, day. Yeah, yeah. try that de beers it'd be like gra- it'd be just like gravel <laughs> and they'll, <Yeah>. and they'll <laughs> people will be yeah people will be cover- paving their driveway with it think about how long our roads would last if they were made out of diamonds instead of <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, the asphalt industry, big big asphalt's going to be stopping this from ever happening. Right now, big asphalt is thinking about how they're going to make sure nobody ever goes and mines those diamonds up. The roads. We got yeah, we yeah. got to keep make- making this material that you have to replace every ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they made them out of diamonds, <laughs> that's it. Pave it once, paved once and done. Right. Pave the pave the world. <laughs> Just cover everything. <laughs> Just leave one tree. Right. Who wrote that science fiction short story? <laughs> anyway. Oh um, man. Yeah. So can you get uh how much for that uh, diamond crush and run? <laughs> I don't know. What man. about the three quarter stone? I think the problem the problem <laughs> is that it would it would take several sextillion dollars sure <laughs> to get them out. Yeah. And be like, hey, What's but, the profit but we, on but that? we made a thousand dollars. Very good. How much of a margin? But it would it, it would it would it would create jobs. The, you know, politicians always want that. That's always that's always a good selling point. Be be a how many miles down? A hundred hundred mile down hundred mile down diamond miner. I'm sure that's safe. Yes, 100. we don't, we don't have people dying in mine you know in coal mines that go down a mile. <laughs> can well, go down a hundred miles. That's a cor- it says it's according to MIT researchers, and MIT is just a trade school, so you know <laughs> you can't really. They'll do it. They do it all with robots anyway. <laughs> have, to, have to wait till one of those real colleges comes in and tells us that it's actually down there. <laughs> you know, trade school people with with doctorates. You know, mm-hmm. you got to wait for them to determine that. You can't let the Engineers with master's degrees go go walking around determining depths of diamonds. Okay, Sheldon. <laughs> Everybody's got a master's degree. Did you quit watching that? I did because I don't get CBS anymore. I just got around to watching the uh, have it, have had it on the DVR for a while, sitting there the last and the end of the last season, and just got around to watching the wedding, oh. Sheldon and Amy's wedding, officiated by Mark Hamill. Jeez. <laughs> Playing another character or Mark playing Mark Hamill. Hamill? Okay, playing a very emotional Mark Hamill who could not. He's real weepy. Yeah, he could, all... kept having to stop to cry. <laughs> gets all, gets did, all... he have, did he have the metal hand? No, no. <laughs> but what was funny is they had originally um, lined up Will Wheaton to be sure. the officiator, oh, sure. and he's, then uh, he's been on the show. A bunch and then times. Howard found um, Mark Hamill's dog in his yard <laughs> and called, did, not That's... knowing it was Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill shows up at his door and insists on giving him a reward howard refuses he says no it's like just meeting you is reward enough he says no 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 i love this dog i have to give you something and howard says you're gonna regret this <laughs> so he gets gets him to agree to officiate and then he has to go break the news to will we <laughs> sorry will <laughs> do we turn does this turn will wheaton back into the the nemesis like he was in the first couple times he was on the show he, he he's been going back and forth yeah yeah well he's always a little antagonistic well, Sheldon, you know, hated him again after he became professor, the new Professor Proton. Yeah. Which you didn't see that either. Yeah, but I knew of it. Alrighty. It was funny. Amy goes, wait, so another sci-fi guy with a beard seems kind of like a lateral move, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was Mark Hamill's dog's name? Bark Hamill. <laughs> he, he said, he said I, I let people on the internet pick out the sure. name <laughs> he says it could have been worse uh the other the what was the second the second choice was um was a uh, honey baked ham 
It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Oh man, that show's still good. It's not as good as it was at its peak, but it's still good. Never, never let the internet decide anything. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. If there's any lesson of the of the twenty teens? Yeah. <laughs> Barky McBarkface. Wow. Well. <clears throat> uh, let's see what else we got here. The uh, HBO says that the uh, the long-awaited follow-up movie to the Deadwood series, they're finally going to give that show an ending. That's It's happening. It's going to happen. Now that multiple actors from the show are dead, <laughs> including it... a, a very important one. How many have died? I thought I... it was just one. Well, two for sure. The old guy that played the, the assistant at the at the at the one hotel that played E.B. Barnum's assistant, the old, I can't think of what his name is, but Powers Booth died a little while back. He was a prominent character on the show. He was another saloon owner. Just CGI him. He played Cy Tolliver. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Al Swearingen is like, he's the, you know, he owns the gem saloon. um, What's that actor's name? Ian McShane. Thank you. And he's there right from the beginning. And then Cy Tolliver opens up the Bella Union and starts to take some of his business and they, they become rivals and it's it's a whole storyline that goes on there's there's a whole cast of characters that are part of his little crew that are all there i didn't um, even realize he was powers booth was in in it or yeah. that he was dead <laughs> but we were just talking about before we hit the record button tombstone and he's a uh, he's um he's curly bill curly B- curly bell bill bell curly, curly bill brocious oh sounds like they're saying curly bell <laughs> in the movie um might just do him like governor tarkin Oh, we'll see. yeah, maybe we'll see what happens. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, who knows? Uh, I mean, the guy that Thank does you. the guy that made, uh, I think it's Alan Ball, if I remember correctly, the guy he's the the creator of of Deadwood. Um, he has he used um, Garrett Dillahunt. You know who that is? An actor no. played two different roles on Deadwood. He was Jack McCall early on, who is Jack McCall is the guy who kills Wild Bill Hickok. And then... Turns um, out Wild Bell. Wild Bill. Wild Bell. Wild Bill Hickok. <laughs> um, and then he later he plays another character um, named Francis Walcott, who is a complete degenerate. <laughs> He's a freaky dude. Um, so I'm thinking, uh, yeah, let's just bring... Bring him on. Garrett to... Dill. Because both of those characters are now no longer part of the story for various reasons. Ha. <laughs> Um. Yeah, just bring Garrett Dillahunt in and put him in some Powers Booth face. Three <laughs> D print out a Powers Booth mask. <laughs> who looks like Powers Booth? Who couldn't? Who could pull off that look? Well, yeah. I mean, it. A lot of it was in the clothing and in the hair and then the mustache as well. So sure, you know, if you got somebody the right age, that could uh, could re embody that character. And uh, you know the delivery of the lines and things you could probably get away with it because facial hair goes a long way to helping that type of thing. So we'll see, especially those those big giant old west mustaches, those big, big bushy mustaches. Yeah, those so, Sam, Sam Elliott mustaches. Yeah, it's coming back. Here we go one one more time. David Milch, not Alan Ball. Who's Alan Ball? Alan Ball has he's he's, that... he's made some other HBO and Showtime yeah, shows yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I, I I don't remember off the top of my head. For some reason, that was the name that jumped. Is into it my head, six feet under? Is that that might be? 
I'm not going to worry about it right now. Anywho. <laughs> so, ninjas. <laughs> wow. Where? <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, the Japanese uh, town of Iga. I-G-A. I assume I'm pronouncing that right. Iga. I-G-A. That's a grocery store from the <laughs> Midwest for years and years and years ago. It's well, from the south, too. There are some in the south. Right? Are there? Okay. Yeah. There was one on uh, North Georgia. No, on Claremont there was for a long time. Yeah, I didn't still be sure. there. Okay, so well, anyway, in uh, Japan. <laughs> yeah. The, the city of uh, Iga was featured in a report by NPR about Japan's depopulation and labor shortage problems. Uh, the report said that they were trying to capitalize on their history as the home to ninjas <laughs> by building a new museum focused on the warriors, but they were struggling to hire staff, including ninja performers. NPR um, erroneously reported that the ninja performers in Japan can earn anywhere from uh, thirty-one, wait, uh, twenty-three to eighty-five thousand U.S. dollars a year. Is that a living? Oh wait, wage? no, no. That's is that's, that a living wage in Japan? That's the, uh, I don't know. That's the, uh, no, that was the correct reporting. The uh, copycat reporters by other media and viral sites um, said, town in Japan will pay you $85,000 to train as a ninja. <laughs> so a bunch of people showed up. <laughs> this is like the, the Build-A-Bear thing, but with ninjas. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Would-be warriors from 14 countries <laughs> contacted the city. Iga didn't put out information about a lack of ninjas or the annual income of ninjas, <laughs> the city said on its website. We are just puzzled. Motoyoshi Shimai, a city official, said, so far neither the city nor ninja performing groups have uh, any plans to recruit ninja performers. The mayor has expressed surprise at how big the impact of the word ninja is. <laughs> So, yeah. But anyway, that's where ninjas come from. Iga. Did not know that. Hmm. Go check it out. And uh, maybe if they offer a good wage and people can actually make a good living being ninja performers, um, maybe that will help Japan from having a precipitous population decline in the next 30 years, which they are prepared. They're ready to do. It's, it's going to happen unless they start doing it more. It's too that's expensive. right. They're, nobody's uh nobody's having kids. Nobody's it's too expensive. Yep. Too, it's too expensive to have the kids. Mm -hmm. But isn't it isn't it worse than that? Isn't it uh in in the culture of like even dating? Like people don't even they're oh, not yeah. really even having sex anymore. Actually, Dave's probably the better one to ask about that. He's there's there's something akin to that that's going on. But yeah, it's it's there's Japan is the leader right now in having a precipitous population decline. There are a number of countries in the world that are going to do that, and the U.S. is not far away yeah. from that because the younger generations are not having kids because they can't afford it. I saw a, a, an article on LinkedIn because it keeps bugging me uh, on my phone. Um, <laughs> I have to click on it to get the... I got to turn the notifications off to get the notification to go away. <laughs> and it says something like millennials are... Uh, are uh, overspending on on new homes, but um the the headline again was misleading because really what they're doing is they're just cashing out their retirement <laughs> so that they can afford <laughs> to buy houses. I, I assume this is in you know more expensive urban areas like on the west coast where well 
you know tech, tech jobs are and it's, you, it's you a question know, of housing is what ridiculously expensive yeah, it's a question of what you work in and where you have to live in order to do that reasonably and uh what the, what the costs are there and everything yeah they're saying for japan um hit a peak population back at the beginning of this decade of 128 million dollars million dollars 128 million people they're down a million as of 2015 and expected to, if it continues, if the trend continues, they will plunge by a third of their population by 2060 down is that to 80 really a, million people. Is that really a bad thing, though? Because don't they run out of land? I mean, Japan's not that big. That's that's a funny joke. <laughs> but the the biggest problem with that is that, you know... So it's mountain. What? Most of it's mountain, so it's that's, not that's, really usable. That's, buildable, that's part yeah, of the issue, but arable. it's like they have they have an economy that supports a certain number of people and has a certain number of people doing certain types of jobs in certain percentages. As that population goes down, the entire country has to shrink on every level, sure. and that's not necessarily going to happen. There are going to be certain industries that can't shrink or that won't shrink because Japan needs them to continue to be world world you know trade world traders, world leaders in trade. Mm-hmm. Um and so there's there's all sorts of problems that are associated with like well if the, you know if this particular industry takes a real hit then they don't have they don't produce as much stuff they don't get it out into the market to the rest of the world that'll affect the rest of the world I mean it's a global economy I know. Sony TVs are expensive enough as it is <laughs> I mean we don't need them to get any more expensive and you know we can't can't depend on Caucasians to be soldering the circuit boards they're too tall anyway too damn tall yes <laughs> thank you funny people <laughs> crazy people crazy people yeah. Crazy people with Dustin Hoff. Dustin, Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. Jeez. I am having a heck of a day. Moving on. Spot what illustration. Quiet, Spot you. illustration. Quiet, what what's next? What what do you got? What do you got? I got I'm done. I'm done talking. I'm just I can't I can't speak today. Somebody else talk. Go, go, talk. Andy, did you bring any news? No. Okay. Uh remember remember the uh the school superintendent that was accused of pooping on the uh the, the running track? Of the other school, vaguely the competing school in New—is this in New Jersey? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's finally resigned. I, I I went back. Finally, well, I went back. I'm like, wait a minute. When did we read that article? I always it always seems to me like the you know when somebody reminds me of a of an of an article or a news item or something that we've talked about anything we've talked about on the show. It always seems like it's it happened sooner. In the past, than it did. Yeah, it's it, like, it, it always was like two to three months ago, and then you go look and it, it up, and, and it was, it was last a summer, it was a yeah. year and a half ago, yeah. right? So this this was a this was three months ago that we first reported on this. It took him three three months with paid leave before he finally resigned. His uh his court case is um still pending. <laughs> the lawyers are dragging this out, and um. In, in my research on uh, why they uh, have been dragging this out. Um, oh, here. He <laughs> he's he's filed a uh, tort claim notice listing potential damages of more than $1 million due to loss of income, harm to his rep. He's, he was still being paid up until the reason they wrote this article. But he's suing them for a $1 million for loss of income. He hadn't yet lost his job. He was being paid and sitting at home, presumably pooping on his own right. front walk well, it's or a dam- patio. It's a, it's a damage to his reputation. So well, they harmed so, his reputation, so emotional, so it's a, emotional, it's a, it's a, a defecation dis- lawsuit, emotional distress and invasion of privacy. Um, the, the, and and the uh, that is all due to um, the fact that uh, they hauled him in to the police station 
for what is uh, trying to find in here. I think it's a. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Um, oh, and he's gonna sue the police department. This is there's all that, and then he's he's also going to then sue the police department over the mugshot, claiming they should not have photographed him at police HQ because of the public defecation, lewdness, and litter charges were low-level municipal offenses. So, um, yeah, this article, the current one, doesn't show the mugshot that he's saying should not have been spread all over the internet and damage his reputation and invade his privacy, but the the other article that we'll link to does have his mugshot, so you can look at that. <laughs> I went back. We missed an art. We missed an update on this oh, from no. six weeks ago, from oh, in between no. the original one and today, and um, and that is that uh, he he wants the uh, the tapes, the videotapes that they have, the surveillance tapes of him doing the duty. <laughs> Doing the duty. Yes, the pooper intended of schools. <laughs> the mad pooper. He wants the uh, police to cut the crap and show him the surveillance uh. footage. <laughs> yeah, apparently they, um, what does it say? They only provided snippets of the videos to his lawyer. And as we all know from my cousin Vinny, um, there's this thing called disclosure. <laughs> yeah. They're required to give you all the files, right? So <laughs> Yes, Marissa, they are. So he wants the entire videotape, not just the snippets. But um, what was best about um, this article is that there's a video. Any day now, Internet. The tubes are clogged. Apparently. <laughs> this Internet connection needs some laxatives to help it go. No, this inter- oh, this internet connection is gone. You got a slash now. All right, we'll come back to it. Yours down too, Craig? Yeah. No, it's it's not his computer. It's your internet connection. I I have no connection. I've got the little error error message here. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> so what else is news? <laughs> Andy, Andy, did you bring anything? I didn't bring any paperwork with me. No. Okay. Uh, what else is news? Um, but I'm. Ba-dum, 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 bump. Here's a story Uh-oh. of a lovely lady. Um, she died. I can't play the no. I can't play the music behind this. But the uh, the Brady Bunch house. Oh yeah, is for sale. No, the, 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 yeah, the building that the house that was the, the exterior, exterior shot, mm-hmm. the house that could not possibly contain <laughs> the interior that was on the set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, it's up for grabs. Um, Cheap too. Three, really, three. Yeah. Studio City, for a for a for a California home. Yeah, three hundred and what? Uh, three bedrooms, living room, converted garage, a breakfast bar, and a lush backyard. That's you know what they're three bedrooms t- touting. That's that. It's not that big of a. Were, the, well, that's why the kids had three, to share. There were only three bedrooms in the show, <laughs> plus <laughs> Alice's and, well, she, and the attic. The Alice, Alice's into. utility room, yes, <laughs> the att- with the washer and dryer, and the attic that Greg moved into. That's right, the giant attic. Um, it's up for one million eight hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. That's cheap. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, the people, the expectations that someone will buy it and bulldoze it—is that right? I no, don't know about that. It's got to be like a historic landmark at this yeah, point. I, it, I thought I saw something in the article about if, if, because the house is so old about it potentially being a. Uh, it's possible. Bulldozer special. Um, they show you kind of. They got a few shots of the interior, and it's there's a lot of white. A lot of everything's painted white. And there's a lot of really fancy furniture because it's an expensive house. People have expensive furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
and tile floor and stuff. And there's a lot of, there's a white carpet in this big room. And there's even, but there is a wall where it's like, it's like field stone wall finish, you know, like the field, the, the wall is field stone. There's a, there's a wall that's wood, vertical wood paneling. <laughs> um, but the backyard is lovely. Like we never get to see that because it's always just the shot of the front of the house. The backyard is gorgeous. There's a little gazebo out there, and it's all it's all manicured and you know lovely. Nice well, patio. It's astroturf, right? I mean, <laughs> no, the low real maintenance. the real house, Mike. Oh, 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 oh okay, <laughs> not the <yeah>. show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's out there, so we want to throw in. We got two million did, between did us. Do have the little, um, the little doghouse where they used to keep Cousin Oliver? <laughs> <laughs> they kept Cousin Oliver in a doghouse. Well, they didn't have any more room inside. I thought they just kept them in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could swear. I well, saw, they did have two. I could swear there was. The... A, yeah, I could swear there was an episode where you know, like Alice was, you know, came out and opened up the oven, and Cousin Oliver crawled out. With a blanket and a pillow. Stupid electric oven. <laughs> they did have a, a a split level oven though. They, yeah, they had the two two oven doors built into the into the brick wall. Yeah, yeah. So you got if you got two million dollars, you can go have a. Those weren't electric. Those were wood burning. An old. Uh, <laughs> it had a chimney. Seventies ranch looking thing. <laughs> that's uh, probably kind of falling apart. But you have you have pictures of uh is it the the actual listing? No, it's the... just an article about it. Oh. It's got some photos with it. Can you look it up on Zillow? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> For something like that, I wonder how they how the realtors manage people viewing it because you've got to expect that thousands upon thousands of people are oh, going sure. to be trying to get a you know get into and that. None of them are going to be serious. No. Of course not. It's going to be a tourism thing more than anything else. So how do the realtor, do they say, sorry, you've got to pay $1,500, you know, up front before we'll even show you the listing or, you know, something, or you've got to pre-qualify before. I was going to say that probably, they probably do something where you, you go in there and pre-qualify for, have have some sort of paperwork from, from a lending institution saying that you can actually foot a $2 million mortgage. Right. Before they even let <laughs> or, you in. Or cash, <laughs> as it were. And the, before they let you in there. But then even then you'll have some gawkers that are just people who have a lot of money or sure. who, you know, who, 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 you know, work a good enough job, make enough money that they could reasonably get that kind of proof just to go see it. But I suppose yeah, at least you cut down on the, you know, the rubes like us. <laughs> I've got to be concerned with house, with houses like that about vandalism and, and people coming up to the door all the time and yeah, all that. I had a, a, Fellow that I worked with, people throwing years their, ago, throwing a pizza on the garage at the guy at the, no, he, the old lady's house. What that grew, they use for the exteriors in Breaking Bad? He grew up <laughs> that story. People yep. threw pizza on the roof. Yeah. This, this uh, he grew up in Amityville, and he said that the actual house that was used for the exterior. He said people vandalized that house all the time. They were constantly stealing doorknobs and, and oh. other pieces of the house. Even when oh, people sure. were living there, people would go to the Amityville house and steal stuff off of it. We had a story about Vandalizing that. for the sake of getting Just, a souvenir. Yeah, getting yeah. Not, yeah. Souvenir, not like, right. you know, not like spray fun, fundamentalists yeah, going not, up there really like, the devil lives here. Yeah, not like, <laughs> no, it was, it was people going up to, to take a trophy off of the sure. Amityville house. Well, I mean, we had a story years ago about um, the people showing up outside the Goonies house as well. 
Oh yeah, that's right. And they had to they, they had, had to, to put a fence put, up to keep people fence from it and put a bunch of signs going up there. You know, like you know, no, we don't want you walking around. No, our f- yard, no photography. No, no, no yeah, they were. So people would still show up and videotape themselves doing the truffle shuffle. Yeah, you know, outside the house <laughs> with the house in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why they end up doing this. The, what they had to do with Forrest Gump, which is build a fake house, so that way when it was over, you could tear it down. That's probably your your best way to go with yeah. with. Uh, Anything that you know is going to be big, you know, when it's a, a movie done by a particular director or writer or whatever mm-hmm. that, it, you know, that's like, this is going to become a huge thing. We'll just, we'll just make the thing. Build, and build, a, build a facade and rip it yeah. down yeah. and we're done. Forrest Gump was actually the, the movie that was on right before um, Tombstone, I think. And I was thinking about that. Like, did they, did I hear a story that they built that house there? Yeah, the facade was. No, the, the, well, yeah, I mean, it was a whole house, but. Yeah, but it wasn't necessarily finished inside no, there no, was no, different no. sets for sure, that but sure. the front of the house was thing was just built as a just for the movie my my understanding is the one thing that is notable for it's actually you in can, south carolina not alabama the one thing you can there. visit is um the bench where he sits and talks to people that's in savannah on, that, on whatever that bench is there that with is. a little plaque yeah like you can go and but it, it, but it's in a public square so it's very it wasn't visible. it wasn't supposed can, to be there though pe- Right, but people just go and you know they'll sit on it because, like, what do you do with how do you how what do you do with with Forrest Gump's bench? You go out there and you get a photo of yourself sitting on it, talking to somebody, right? Like in the movie, you know, you don't necessarily eat, eating chocolates. On yeah, it. exactly. Oh, you're right. You eat chocolates Whitman on the bench or whatever that is. <laughs> you know, so that's probably and it's in a public place and there's a lot of you know traffic going around. So if you tried to vandalize something, somebody would see you. Whereas, but that bench, that bench was you not... can't go inside the bench. To steal something out of that, sight. That <laughs> bench was put there for the movie and then removed after the movie okay. because it wasn't it wasn't where a bench normally is. Sure. So then, when people started tourism started coming and saying, "Where's the bench?" and well, there's no bench there. It was put there just for the movie. There was enough of a fervor. Give us the bench. There was enough of a fervor that the city had to go ahead and put a bench in so at the spot where there was a bench in the movie. So um um. An architectural project that I'm familiar with for reasons is a welcome center uh, going uh, in uh, in the the state of Georgia near Savannah on an interstate. And um, they they actually put, uh, there's a bench with that image of that square behind him, behind the bench. Just as a picture. Yeah. Just a mural, a big mural. And then, and there is a, 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 life-size um tom hanks tom hanks as forrest gump <laughs> like figure sitting there on the that side of the bench and you can sit next to him and have your picture taken for money i'm i'm sure there won't be any questionable photographs done with that <laughs> well i think people. the the <laughs> the staff that runs the welcome center is the are the people that take the picture for you mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to sit down because it's right, it is right. So it's indoors. It's indoors. Oh, okay. It's it's right next to the the information desk that is staffed. Okay. Or so, allegedly, I am led to believe so because I have no in, inside knowledge of this whatsoever. It's the low rent version of inserting yourself into the movie, into a movie that digitally inserted Tom Hanks into into historic events. So it's like life imitates art full circle, but low yeah. rent style. Very good. <laughs> Forrest Gump Inception. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> oh, boy. Battlebots? 
got more news or are we on to BattleBots? Um, is the internet working now? I don't know. I this guess. thing reloaded. Looks like it's okay. Yeah, that guy's pants are down again. Try this again. Oh yeah, there's no, um, they're not reading anything here. Sorry. Serial poopers. Another poop bandit is on the loose. Poop defecator, blah, blah, blah. Mad, Mad pooper. pooper. So what's behind this dirty trend? And there's a horse pooping. American Council on Science and Health calls it elimination disorder. Oh, it's a disorder. It's a disorder. The intentional or unintentional avoiding of urine or feces in inappropriate places. These repeat defecators, however, seem to be motivated by aggression, not mental illness, according to Dr. Sharon Something, a clinical psychologist in Boston. This is the ultimate FU and vandalism crime. <laughs> I like this guy. It might start as revenge, but after getting away with it, the thrill is reinforced. After seven or eight times, the serial pooper might feel invincible. Invincible? Either way, it's certainly a <laughs> shitty way to treat other people. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> thank, thank you, New York Post. <laughs> Disorder. I feel sorry for whatever intern they made. I forgot that I had to read that, that one. Put that video. Should together. have gotten Siri to do it for me. No. <laughs> no. It is called elimination disorder. <laughs> called being a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Battlebots. Have you guys been watching? No. No. Oh man. <laughs> but tell us about it. Make me want to watch. Give me your pitch. It's. Well, it's been around for quite a long time. But it's kind of back now. It is back. It's, I, I, Has it been the third season of the revival, I revived, guess? Revived. Rebo- not yeah. rebooted, but revived. It's, it's. Well, it should the, be called like BattleBots 2.0, right? The, uh, it's been a while since act- it was on originally. Act- right, but the activity has been going on. Oh no! It's decades. a real thing yeah. that people do right, all but the time, whether there's a TV, the TV show. show, right? But the TV show or not? Um, filmed in Long Beach, so. Uh, but uh, it's I. I have been watching the second, and now the third season of the of the sort of the revival. So it's, we're in the middle of the third season now. Watched last seasons. This one is they've gotten it's gotten really. It's very entertaining. They have a, I think they have a really solid format now. Where, where do you watch this at? Uh, it is on Discovery Channel Friday nights, and then a reshowing of it is on the Science Channel on the following Wednesday night. Wow! But the Science Channel one comes with bonus <laughs> footage, extra parts. An extra, an extra, an extra. You get your battle bot with extra parts. An extra fight or a, oh, a nice. little behind the scenes documentary type of thing. So the the discovery, the one that shows on Wednesday nights is the, you know, if you follow it anywhere online, then you might run into spoilers. But it's worth watching the 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 uh, science channel one. The science channel one, just because you do get a little extra content. How much extra um, time? Does it go from a half hour it's, to it's an no, hour? No, it's only like a, you know a five minute battle or oh, something. Okay. So it's not a it's not a huge, um, huge amount. But it's just a small little bonus thing. They don't even talk about it in the intro. So when the, the there's uh, five fights per episode, uh, and the last fight is always the headlining. You know, the headliner fight, the main event, and the science show airing will put an additional piece of bonus content in between the fourth 
fight and the main event. They've had, but it's uh, three. So you've, they've the first half of the season has been uh, three fights for everybody. So you end up with uh, anywhere from an zero and three to a three and zero record, and that'll go into a uh, the final the final sixteen that'll duke it out for the giant nut. The, the what? The huh? The giant nut. <laughs> that is the trophy that you get that for a, winning. It is a giant hex, nut. Hex nut? It's a giant it's hex not nut. not a walnut or a hazelnut? No, it's a giant. I mean, so when, you know, so when, commentators are, not, when commentators are, uh, are talking to the people, oh, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to that big nut. And it's like, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Face, neck, and chest. Like, they wow. named they named they named it that just to get people to say stuff like that. Of course, of course. <laughs> but that's been the trophy for for what was the forever? I think was that the original trophy? They just just didn't call it the big nut when it wow. was wow. when it was on when it was on years and years ago. Uh, I watched it when it was I did, in its I don't, original I don't, incarnation. But it was my recollection was a little more sporadic, a little less professionally produced well yeah um standard yeah, definition yeah. four three ratio yeah, yeah. so now it's a, <laughs> but now it's you know a regular time slot and and uh, production facility and you know real real people for your commentators and man you know man on the floor type of stuff so you've got like you know, you said like an hour long show, five fights with the the headliner, quote unquote, at the mm-hmm. end. Have they taken anything from uh, from professional wrestling? Because that sounds like a professional wrestling show set up, right? <laughs> have they got, do they have the uh, the bot creators out there? You know, the makers coming out like, like what are you gonna do when the reaver comes for you? Is there a referee that uh, pulls <laughs> they, the microphone down from the ceiling and, uh, and in this not, corner? Not ex- well, there there is there is and there isn't. So ding so ding, some, there is some of that. Um, you have the the bot creators when they, especially for the main event, you actually they come out of the the tunnel from out back kind of thing like you would in any sports oh, okay do they have entry music and lights and they, confetti you know, and everything not confetti but you know they'll <laughs> they got the camera and then the, the people are wheeling you know here comes the you know tombstone team and they're wheeling out the bot and the guys are you know wheeling their bot along and show them bringing it into the arena there's music and people talking and then oh, against his competitor here comes chomp you know and they're they're coming in um <laughs> But then there's a the um, announcer, uh, Mean by, Gene Okerlund. Well, this is Farouk. Oh no, um, that's Mean Gene's from wrestling. And there's, uh, you know, if you're if you're a BattleBots <laughs> person, you now know that Farouk's intro is, you know, are you ready? It's robot fighting time, and so right, everybody's man. got and rock and roll. Fights. And then he always does an intro for every fight where he does a little thing that's a pun on their name okay as he intros the so two, he's got he's two. got a shtick he's got a whole shtick going on and it's, <laughs> he's, he's hugely popular from because of it uh there's a whole subreddit of course as you can imagine um <laughs> good work then, yeah. good work if you can get it and then they they go in there it's a three minute fight clock and uh oh so just like yeah like mm-hmm. a, like a boxing yep and there there's Round. three judges uh they used to Previous seasons, they've brought in sort of temporary celebrity judges, and they seem to be doing less of that this season. It Good, leave it to the pros. Don't bring in the, the same stunt judges. It's not 
the only same three people, but it's like a rotation of five people, depending, I guess, on who was available that night. I don't know. And are these are these robotics uh, nerd people or experts they're, or they're other ori- oriented former in that, oriented in that competitors? In, uh, yeah, there's a couple who are just big in the scene. There's one who is a former champion. Uh, there's some who are just uh, kind of icons in the nerd culture. Uh, you know, Allison Hayslip. Oh yeah, uh, she's commonly one of the judges as well. Oh, okay. Um, Jessica Chobot, who is the... <laughs> I was starting to come up with names for, she's, for, she's, for battle bots, and I was like, well, what rhymes with robot? And that's... Well, one just, of, well, Chobot is the one that I she's realized. The, she's like a... She's, she's a geek girl commentator type. She's she does all the... She does all the nerdist. Um, not all of them, but she does... A lot of the online. I saw her name on here stuff. in the in the she's Wikipedia, a, and I'm like, it's, surely it's not pronounced Chobot. It is. It is. Awesome. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, she's got to enter with like a Chobot robot or something. That'd be awesome. She does post-round interviews on the floor, I think. I think she's involved in the production as a producer to some degree. Um, and I feel like she's been a judge once or twice as well. Sure. Um, Post round interviews on the floor. Yeah. They made her. So she's the token chick on the field. Yeah. But it's in not, NFL terms. Yeah. But I mean, in a, in a sense, but it's, yeah, not, but she's yeah. like, she's when it comes to the nerdist, I mean, she might be the face of nerdist right now. No, no, I, I, I know, so. like, but it's just, <laughs> Yeah, well, really, you couldn't just put a dude on the floor, and it's and it's to not have that association. It's twenty to thirty seconds. I mean, it's not anything really long, but you know, she'll interview the the winner of the of the round, and well, I'm really just happy to be here today. I'm just going to try to uh, you know contribute as best I can to the team, and we're going to see how everything plays (laughs) out, and uh, you know. God willing, uh, we'll come out uh, victorious in the end, and if we don't, then we'll uh, we'll have something to work on for next week. Some of the guys are like those. It. Those those types of interviews. There's there's some there's <laughs> well not quite like that. Some of them are some of them are a little. Some of the competitors are more animated than others. Oh, good, good. Naturally, that some of them have bigger personalities. Some of them are a little more reserved. It tends to be, I think, the older, the older builders who are a little less hyped up than some of the younger ones. So there's some little MIT. <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah there, there's a small amount of trash talking that goes on nothing really severe is it geeky is, anybody... is it like pun geeky pun no, robot uh, trash talking you know it's um are people some... talking about like you're gonna get servoed <laughs> Ooh, that's nice uh, i have, I have not heard that, that. One. <laughs> no there'd be you know if, uh, which doctor went up against yeti so they brought a little yeti um voodoo doll out when they were oh, over which doctor uh-huh. kind of stuff, so. <laughs> that's fun do, do any of the robots like pick up a folding chair and hit the other <laughs> robot with it no, they do pick up the other robots though i was gonna say because <laughs> I, I remember there being a lot of wedge type robots that yeah that was and, the... and lever arm ones where sure. their job was to like they, they were all about flip the other robot flip the other robot over and that's it right mm-hmm. you know, so matches over you, gone, you bring out your kill saw and just chop a, them up it's a little more it's a little more powerful than that now. Oh, nice. Um, the current, I don't want to call categories, but there's a difference. Your primary different styles of robots is you're going to have horizontal bar spinners, uh, vertical bar spinners, vertical drum spinners, um, and then you also have um, lifters. Uh, Bronco, which is probably, well, I would say is the leading uh pneumatic lifter this is not just lifting this is 
quite literally launching. These robots <laughs> these robots weigh upwards of 250 pounds, and its current mark because they have the they have the marks on the wall is 13 feet. Whoa! Whoa. Yes. Flip the robot 13 feet in the through air. Through the robot 13 feet up against the glass. Yeah. <laughs> It's a 250-pound robot being tossed 13 feet in the air. This is some... Why am I not watching this? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm thinking... At the very least, on, I got to go digging up the EVR. best of clips. Oh, boy. The, <laughs> the um, Ice Wave uh, went up against Vanquish. I think it was the first episode even. And it, Ice Wave's got a... It's, I think, the only one that actually has an um, internal combustion engine. Oh, <laughs> nice! That powers its horizontal bar. And the bar's like... 54 inches long or something like that. So it's got a whole ton of inertia oh, going yeah. on it. And so it, now you're into the realm of like monster truck oh, stuff are, with are, internal combustions. Is, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This, this is that like a lawnmower this engine? Come down or a to Brown County Arena for Truckosaurus. But this is, this is <laughs> the Whatosaurus? <laughs> come down to Brown County Arena for Truckosaurus versus Crushed Zilla. This is stuff that literally has to be done. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. They have to do this behind bulletproof glass. Oh, yeah. This is some dangerous shit. You don't want anybody to be involved in there. Yeah, well, they've got saws cutting stuff up. Stuff's flying off. He walked, he wheeled up to a couple little hits, but when he came, this is one of the this has been you know sort of the big hit of the season so far and he hit vanquish in such a way that half of vanquish went shooting across the floor <laughs> and the other half was still there it's like a, it's just, like game of thrones bam, just, whoosh, just flying out there so yeah there's some really some really impressive some of it's some of them are a little did they cg any blood in like any oil, <laughs> oil squirting no. just a little cg <laughs> Well, there have been there have been, to last week. Uh, there have been yeah. multiple times where the robots are literally catch on fire in the middle of the arena. <laughs> they bring out a fire extinguisher and a big. When you're ever at the airport, you see the large yellow uh, tubes that are little corrugated plastic yellow tubes that they use for swapping out air. What? When you're swapping airport, out air when they're hooking the planes up. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He spends yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. more time sitting on a plane watching that Look, kind of crap yeah, yeah. happen. Staring out the window. window. Yeah, I do, yeah, unfortunately. Andy, um, um, Andy posts to his Facebook page pictures of tarmac yes. I've, I've, out yeah, the plane, yeah. out the it's, window, it's, looking at the wing in the tarmac. tarmac. If, if, you're a fr- if you're a friend of Andy's, it's an excellent series. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I've seen many tarmacs. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for a new one soon. Uh, we'll see. Um, but uh, they'll bring out one of those big hoses and set it next to the bot and then they'll be spraying it with the fire extinguishers that can suck all the um, fumes and smoke and whatnot away as they put the fire out. There's some bots that have hydraulics in them and they've been leaked hydraulics all over the floor. <laughs> it's it's got it is it is it's it's uh it's not really just sort of uh you know junkyard hobbyist. It's there's now people putting real money into some of this stuff for, for good or for bad. Um <laughs> uh, but they they do uh, they do some battles of kind of goofier robots, and then they do some really serious ones that are they really cause some. There's some pretty impressive. Generally speaking, when you're looking at it, your engineering is all just going to be basically physics. Hit how do you hit the hardest with mass and with speed? Sure. Kind of thing, right? The or fast, the flip, fast, flip the highest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's and that's that's basically yeah. using the bot's own mass to how to cause you take a. 12 or 15 foot launch through the air when you come down on the ground it's your own inertia that's, that's going to cause gonna damage break you yeah uh, and some of the bots that's... that happens to me sometimes 
<laughs> Some of the bots, that's I their strategy, which is, you know, he's got a, he has a really powerful, you know, high, high inertia weapon. I'm just going to run my bot into him and hope that him hitting me dislodges something inside him. Sure. Yeah. So that, you know, take his weapon out, basically, you know, suicidal. Well, that's the, uh, that's the uh, survival guide book, How to Take a Punch. You lean, you know, most punches you lean into it unless it's, uh, I think, an uppercut, and then you're supposed to try to dodge it. <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> well, that's how, that's what the book says. But, uh, I don't know, somehow we have a copy of that at my office. And, uh... <laughs> the worst case, the little orange book, the little worst yeah, case scenario. Yeah. The, how does the survival the one I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're, we're mid-season break now, so... Uh, but every week, you know, they'll show usually show like the past two weeks worth of episodes, so you can always tune in and watch a couple of catch up couple episodes worth. And... What's interesting is that uh, I'm looking looking at it on Wikipedia here, and mm-hmm. it's not it's not the first revival. Originally, it was on Comedy Central. It was that, that was, was one years that, that was, was years when, I when I watched it. Watched it yeah. But even that was like a like a um, that was it's the American version of a British show called Robot Wars, which they are going to start showing now. Robot Wars, uh, which Robot Wars sixth, I think. Clank, clank, clank. It's now they've been at. They were just advertising it. I saw this week of Robot Wars are going to start showing that. Um, well, that, after BattleBots, on and that August itself 6th. has been has been revived about the same time periods too. Um, but BattleBots got a a um the original revival on ABC for six episodes, 2015. <laughs> oh, I guess it was two two seasons, and now it's on Discovery and Science. Yeah, I I think it's doing really. I think it's doing much better now than it ever has in the past. Which yeah. you know, so the production level of it. One of the commentators is actually a retired uh, um, uh, MMA fighter. So he, he brings his a little bit of a fighting perspective, so to speak, uh, from time to time. But I, to me, there's a, a slight amount of tongue-in-cheek to the whole thing because I think these guys are, you know, they're not really nerds themselves, commentators. So I think they sort of... Chris Rose and Kenny Florian? Florian. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Florian is the MMA. Okay. Yeah, those two guys and uh, Farouk Tauhid. He's the announcer. Are, he's, yeah, yeah th- he's... they're the only carryovers from the ABC revival, yeah. it looks like. Good stuff. Yeah. It's fun. Too bad they couldn't they couldn't get the Sklar brothers back. <laughs> Check out a couple episodes. It's worth it's worth at least a it's worth it for just a couple episodes. Oh, this is going, going, going on, on my D V R. I you know, I didn't realize it was uh I I knew that people were still doing it. And that it was a thing and a whole competition culture happening. And I remembered watching the show. I didn't realize it was actually on TV. Yeah. There's more to it than just, I mean, yeah, it it goes on around the world all the time. There's a whole sanctioning body, I think, for various countries that people go and compete in. This is interesting Um, piece of trivia. The, uh, The first season of Robot Wars, 1998, Hmm. on... uh, BBC or was it? Yeah, BBC Two. Um, the original presenter, Jeremy Clarkson, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's> <laughs> guy right. from Top Gear, Top Gear. and okay. now Grand so, Tour. Which yeah, that he, is okay. Grand Tour is a is an Amazon show I would watch on Prime. It's okay. <laughs> it's just I haven't for whatever reason I can't I never think to go watch it. It's a because okay. those are the original Top Gear guys. Yes. 
after they fired Jeremy Clarkson for punching a producer and the other two guys <laughs> followed followed him. He did he did more than just punch a producer. He had been on he he, he had had a lot of controversial... Oh, there's, there was a history, yeah, sure. Yeah, he had he had a history of misbehavior. All right, so go check it out everybody. If you had if you didn't know it was back, it's back. It's, it's, it's actually, if you had it's, heard of it and you it, haven't watched it's it, it's pretty well there done. You go. I, I think they've done a pretty good job of it. Uh, is not uh it doesn't come across as being uh cheap i would hope not those guys yeah. are probably those those uh, builders are probably spending a lot yeah. of money uh, not not cheap from not cheap necessarily from the robot perspective which are pricey, no but i know but you in terms of production and, right and but if the, like i'm thinking like if the yeah. if the people that are making the robots are really putting serious effort and money right. and time into it they want a production that's going to really feature right. them and look good and be and i i would say the production you know, is, has definitely come up and be a is, good be a really good solid. show good to look at you know what about the uh, the technology of the robots has that improved dramatically or is there anything noticeably different from um, the original smash you up cut you up flip you over I, other well, than they're, it's, they're bigger it's, um yeah there's no there's uh <laughs> it's set on, on fire those are the four right yeah it's not the smash you cut you flip you burn you yeah yeah <laughs> and the the it, it's still you know motor driven you know, RC type of communication. I mean, there's, uh, there's one, there's a couple people who experiment with some things. There was a, they're not shooting lasers and cutting them. No. The other robot. Uh, there are, there yet, are, yet. there Cryogenic are rays. There are ones that use saws, uh, that, you know, grab and, and cut into you, but are that's they, a good idea. Are they one diamond that, bladed? Uh, the one I'm trying to remember. Are the those name. cratonic diamonds? I'm trying to remember the name <laughs> of it, but they use the same saw blades that, uh, um, Emergency Con- medical people use to cut cars open. Oh, then it's that. diamond yeah. blades, yeah. 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 Um, so they'll use. Uh, there's at least one or two that that use that. Uh, there's one <laughs> bot this season that actually shoots. Whoa! Uh, shoots what? A five pound aluminum billet, a little round cylinder nice. of aluminum. It like, like compressed air thing or uh, uh, explosive I, charge. I don't. Honestly, I'm not sure if it's if it's. If it's explosive charge or compressed air, but it, I want it to be a, explosive a, charge so bad so that you get un, the muzzle flash and the smoke. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's it's a it's only got one shot. It's, yeah, it's a it's, one. It's, it's a, it goes out. It's, and a, shoots it's a derringer. It it's a derringer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is it called derringer? No, it's actually called double jeopardy because the two builders are lawyers. They're twins. <laughs> uh, they call it double jeopardy. Craig, you had a um, you had a good uh, or you said something that that gave me a good idea. A robot that could shoot like liquid nitrogen sure at the there are some there are some that shoot flames there are several that that lock in and 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 shower that's what you need is like a something that shoots liquid nitrogen and then then there's a hammer (laughs) and it's shattering things yeah yeah well the box itself has a hammer um so each each, so the the oh that's right that there there are the uh, obstacles there's some obstacles in the box so in the corner they still have those they they do and they've become more they become more effective so ah. the hammer, when you pin somebody in the corner and you have control over the hammer, it actually can do real damage as opposed to just you know cartoon damage. <laughs> like in was it was it like a a wooden mallet originally? No, it just didn't have it just didn't have much. It just didn't have much. Well, when you, when it, it hit you, it squeaked. It yeah. went. <laughs> but now it's got Working some real power. Boing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. This uh, past episode, there's one team that. Had I don't remember the name of the team, but they run secondary robot. You're you're up to you're allowed up to 250 pounds 
worth of robot. So if you've got two 100 pounders and a 50 pounder, then you are out there running three robots in a battle. Wow. Um, oh, you one can of gang them, up. Yeah, but they're, <laughs> but you're the weight disadvantage of every of any individual, oh, sure. you know, and sure. the the knockout is you have to take out at least 60% of their weight. So in order to qualify as a knockout, it was like, well, he's got three things that I would have to break. It's like we have to break 60% of his mass has to become immobilized for it to be considered a knockout so that, you know, you can't just have one little robot over here that, uh, look, I'm still alive. Move, uh-huh. you know, so. I'm really fast. I can dodge. <laughs> dodge just running around over there. Yeah. <laughs> but one of them was they've got a, a little secondary drone that flies around and dips <laughs> there you down go. That's and, the and, technology. And, now there's yeah. drones and blows flame on top of the other <laughs> robot. Just sits down ah! on top of you and ah! yeah, but it's it's just a little tiny thing. It's just a little <laughs> supplemental. But uh, this it's like past, one of those uh, barbecue this, lighters. He got uh, the wand. He got hit upside down and fell onto the ground, and then he got nudged, and the it went. It, you know, there's the spinning screws that are on the side as one of the battle box weapons that's within the box itself, and it got sucked up into there and just absolutely shredded. Oh, just, awesome! Just completely shredded and spit out. Just, just, <laughs> it was pretty amusing actually watching that thing just go. Whoop! There it goes. Nice. <laughs> it was like running branches into one of those. You know, wood chipper things and just seeing the stuff spew out. <laughs> <laughs> or Steve, oh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your partner in the wood chipper? <laughs> but it's been very entertaining. I highly recommend uh, at least a couple a couple watches to see what you think. Cool. Yeah, I'll be checking that out. Oh boy, are we uh we yeah. on to Kevin question? Yeah. Oh, Kevin question. You can read it. I'll let you. You want me to read it? Yeah. You've seen it? No. Okay. Because last week we were talking about how you're not going to read anymore. But oh, I see what you, you mean. You, yeah, you yeah, go yeah. ahead and take care of that. I, you always read them. Yeah. You got to listen to the episode, man. He, yeah. <laughs> oh, as get, get far as up. having Siri kite. Okay. The yeah. whole, yeah, me not reading right. thing. Um, 73 question. Why are electric hand dryers something we agreed to use? Even the best ones, Dyson or Accelerator, don't work. Most of them are just softly blowing on your hands, waiting for you to give up and walk out of the bathroom with wet hands. If you don't like the waste (laughs) around paper towels, we could go back to the reusable cloth towels. They have been found to be the link, most hygienic solution anyway. He's provided a link here. The problem they always had was stupid people thought that, uh, stupid people that thought the towel just goes around in circles. Can I get your support and permission to start an official Nerdburger Advisory Commission on this issue? Thanks, Kevin. Yes. Go for it. Um, <laughs> the the article, or the, uh, the study that he linked to is from 2012. So, I'm not sure that that's, or how up to date that is. But it says, uh, new research proves cloth roll towel systems more hygienic than air dryers. The problem is no one, um, no one specs those because they have such a there's a, such a negative connotation. You see them in old gas station restrooms, but there's a huge on there's road a, trips, there's and they're always invest- nasty. There's a big in, uh, additional investment you have to do with that because then you have to take the rolls out. You have to send them somewhere to be washed. Yeah. No, so there's going to be a whole industry of potentially 
dirty, non-environmentally sound washing practices in order to keep these things detergents clean. Detergents and, yeah. Detergents and bleaches and all that other stuff to keep this stuff clean. Uh, they take up more space in the storage areas. Disposable towels, at least, are you know, lightweight. You get rid of them easy, and they're easy to restock with minimal training. And yeah. Employees. Well, here they've but, ra- they've ranked them um, on uh, hygiene ranking, best to worst. One, reusable cloth roll. Two, disposable reinforced retractable paper. Have you ever even heard of this? It's it's like the cloth roll, but it's got heavy duty paper in it. Sure, I haven't heard of it, but I, I'm not surprised. Blah. What we could do, Kevin, is um, and then get... standard paper towels, and then it's all the shit, you know, air dryers. We could even the jet dryers that supposedly have the UV in them to clean the air. Well, again, this is from 2012, so okay. those may be. Newer than this article. Well, how about let's do this. Let's get rid of all apparatus. Use your pants. No. And in each room, in each each restroom will now come equipped with a person with a little tray and a stack of towels. (laughs) And they will you will hold your hands out dripping and they will pat your hands gently clean and dry dry with the towels, or at your option, and this will require a tip. They will blow dry your hands with their mouth and just. That's hygienic. They'll be required to like have breath fresheners and all that kind of stuff. So your hands will your hands will come away smelling minty fresh. Dry it off. Dry it off with something that's really that's the least, you know, some type of really easily biodegradable, easy to manufacture type of paper, and then. Squirt some Purell on your hands. Just as long as they don't insist I look like Miles Davis. I just want to, like a 70-year-old person, like one of those ancient Does a little dance restroom attendants. Brushes your nah, you're, jacket off. Don't, don't do the inside joke. Somebody just... No. You know, it'll take like eight minutes. <laughs> And then, and then he'll pass out. <laughs> Hyperventilate. <laughs> and you'll have to go get now help. I've got, now I've got to go to the women's room and use their blower. But now if I try to open the, the door, my hands are all still slippery, so I can't get the door open, so I can't go get help. And I don't want to try to grab my phone to call for help because I'm going to get water all over my phone and you possibly... have to have the door that has a little foot opener. So now before I go out, I'm going to have to just do my own hands. Have you not seen those? Door with a foot opener? Yeah. No. Okay, so just like <laughs> down towards the like two inches up off the floor, it'd be a little metal uh, contraption that sticks out that has a little has a little grippy surface, and you put your foot on it and you pull. Wait, your foot in a shoe? Yeah, yeah. You don't grab it with you your just, toe fingers. You just made like no. Okay, so there's you've got a like, monkey got the, foot. Okay, over, so you got the door. This thing's sticking out, and it's it. got some little it's got some little protrusions up here. You put your shoe on it, and you just pull. Yeah. You haven't seen those? No, I've. Uh, what what seems to be ubiquitous now is that you have these uh, the small door, or the, the doors that just open outwards. You have the well, so you can just back into it or push it open with your knee or yeah, karate kick it open. Now they've got the uh, almost everywhere they have the tiny <laughs> little waste basket. Karate kick it open. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny little waste basket there so next to the door, so that you can 
take yeah. a pe- one paper towel and use that to grab right. the handle to open it and then toss I'm just it imagining in. Andy kicking open the door at the Hi-ya! public restroom. Defecation complete. <laughs> <laughs> People standing out in the lobby just see the door fly open and Andy with his leg up in a pose with both arms. <laughs> Like Neo in the Matrix in the last scene. <laughs> then he brings his foot around. Yeah, like Neo just <laughs> rotates it all the way around behind him and underneath him again. And then the whole background goes... <laughs> That'd be fabulous. Andy, thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you, you Kevin. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Get on that. You know, I'm. I'm still think we should. It'll help to. Uh, it'll. It'll. We can get some jobs in into the economy. And it, we can find some things for people to do. Has anybody actually, just have to pay people well? You, well, well, he says that the that the no have no have accelerator little... does accelerator doesn't work. Those actually work. Those are pretty good. This is they pe- just blow in you ca- know recycled bacteria laden air on your hands. Kevin Kevin exaggerates for comic effect no, in his questions. So. Has has either of you used one of those Dyson blade Air things blade, yes. that you stick your hand into? And they're... Well, it's the same thing that happens when you drive your car out of a car wash tunnel. <laughs> Shreds your hand? Is it like a chipper? They're not. They're not. The opening isn't wide enough for like adult male hands. Like I, it feels like I'm, you know, gonna I'm gonna tap the sides like an operation, like trying to get the 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 spare ribs out. You know, like it's just too narrow. Is the spare ribs now okay? Now I, 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 have to pre- <laughs> I have to press this question: Is that the one that always gave you trouble? Spare ribs. The spare ribs. The, the spare ribs or the, uh, the, is there a little the too, writer's cramp. They're a little yeah, too, the, the long, narrow ones. They're a little too, wishbone is a pain. Well, the, the spare ribs too. is a little too wide. Yeah. I actually had to look up a, an image of the operation. The wishbone sucked too because it. Oh, it's so uh, different. Too many pieces, you know. Well, was, oh, yeah, because it's uh, yeah, yeah the, it's the, the, shape. the shape is the, sh- yeah. the of the opening is the shape of the wishbone. So yeah, yeah. that one would count too. Also, the funny bone and then the, okay, there's okay, the ankle okay, bone connected to the okay. e bone, which uh, <laughs> knee bone, which was actually a rubber band. And there also the wrenched ankle. The rubber band was easy. Yeah, yeah. you just grab it, sign it toward the middle, and just pull it straight out until it snaps out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now, anyway, what they should have done is what? make the rubber band metallic so that any part of the rubber band oh touching the man would that would have that would have been the worst one yeah. then yeah oh, like a scrunchie with a little bit of you know wire. something a little something laced into it mm-hmm. yeah okay are we are we now done i think we're done now, okay yeah. thank you andy for swinging by my pleasure yes, thank, you. thank you mike where they where where they can find us Jeez, i cannot talk where can they find us can find us they at don't, don't make fun of me <laughs> nerdburgershow.com at Nurburger Show on the Twitters and the Facebook email us or whatever, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about stuff that I'm designing. And you can go to uh, drivethroughrpg.com to buy some of those things. <laughs> on the next episode of Nerdburger, Ike and Greg. Oh, geez. Mike and Craig. Mike and Craig. Present. Mike and Craig. Mike and Craig present present. Mike and Craig present a very special turd burglar. No, nerd burger. <laughs> a very special nerd burger. Jeez, I cannot walk talk today. I cannot talk today. <laughs> I like turd burglar. I have to use that again. I wrote that just for you. The pooper intendant.
<laughs> drops it off on the track, and then the turd burglar comes by after and steals turd, it, takes I'd it away. Turd burglar as a as an insult for years. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't realize it sort of rhymed with nerd burger. Only Maybe took, we should just rebrand. Only took five and a half years of podcasting, dude. <laughs> Did you see the, the come up with that? Ten thousand monkeys and the, typewriters. The variants right? on Netflix and chill. What Netflix and oh, it was f- what Hulu and Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was prime and sexy time <laughs> uh and then what it ended up with which was i thought was humorous was blockbuster and thruster <laughs> wow <laughs> which you can only do in one place now in the That's united right. states wait there's still a blockbuster there's, there's one, one precisely one wait where is they the have, leftover they have, a, they have a twitter account that's... no 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 that's a joke account that's been around for a while but there oh. is literally one open blockbuster i knew there in was the, one open. in the I united states had, i thought they there were three had. two of them just closed okay i thought they ha- i thought that one also ran its own twitter account it might have one oh, okay. but there's one called the last blockbuster that's just funny that's just p- funny posts wait so where is the last blockbuster i think it's in oregon it's not in Alaska. The two that were in Alaska closed. It's on the left coast. I don't remember exactly. Look it up. Okay. It'll, it'll close soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and look it up now. Go to Google. Don't waste any time. Oh, poor Andy. I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, it's got a f- floppy microphone. Okay. <laughs> 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 Ha, ha, ha.